0: I'm Chief Cheryl Victorian. This is Waco PD on the Beat. Whether it's crime or just getting to know the Waco Police Department, we're here to talk about things that matter most to you.
1: Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you're listening to this. Hello, Waco, and welcome to Waco PD on the Beat. I'm Sierra Shipley, the Public Information Officer. And
2: I'm also Janae Draper with the Neighborhood Engagement Team.
1: And we are learning about one of our units. It is the Assault uh, slash Financial Unit.
0: Yes. Financial crimes.
1: Financial crimes. And we have Sergeant Matthew McAllister here with us. That's me. Thank wow. you. Oh,
2: welcome, Sarge. Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> the, happi-
1: the happiest man in the building, I have to say. I will say.
2: I mean, yeah. you most you days, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All that positive energy. I love it. Oh, my
1: gosh. I love it. You tell him, you know, have a good day. He tells you have a great day. He says, thanks for letting me see you today. That's my favorite. That's Glad I
0: got to see you today.
1: That's my Man, favorite one. look at that. I love my favorite it. favorite one. Like, it is,
2: like, cold and dreary and, and rainy outside, but it's just, like, it's sunshine and, and, and rainy <laughs> degrees, <laughs> you know, and, and rainbows and butterflies going on in here. It's just so awesome. Exactly,
1: love it. Exactly, exactly. Well, before we get into what all the financial crimes uh, that we have to talk about, uh, we want to talk about you first. Right. So uh, Spotlight. Uh, yeah. So, how long have you worked here at Waco PD?
0: Well, in ten days it'll be twenty years. So February third.
1: Ten days, twenty
2: years. Wow. Uh, well, happy early uh, twenty year anniversary. Thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's
1: exciting. Yeah. And uh, were you an officer somewhere else before Waco PD?
0: No. So I, st- I applied when I was twenty years old. So started started here and uh, did patrol for eight and a half years. And then after my eight and a half years in patrol, I went to digital forensics where I worked about nine years. And then uh, February of last year, I promoted to sergeant, went to patrol, and then. Did five months, four days, three hours is what I always say <laughs> <laughs> on midnight, on midnight patrol, and then uh, tested for CID assault and financial crimes, and got that position as sergeant over that unit. So
1: very cool. Has this been a unit you've always been interested in?
0: So I've always been interested in CID. I tested for it actually twice when I was a grade one troop. Um, it's just a, it's an interesting spot where a lot of a lot of action happens and um, kind of the heartbeat of the department as far as the investigations go. So.
1: Mm-hmm. Tested for to be a detective. Correct. Yeah. Okay, okay, very good. Yeah, so those who those who don't know, explain kind of what that process is as far as you can test to be a detective, but you are sergeant now.
0: Yeah, so we're actually in a testing process right now as well. We're one officer short with Joe Bob Williams retiring at, at the end of this month. Um, so basically you just put in an application with the personnel office and request a test, and then there's a testing process that consists of usually a, a test, a presentation, and an oral interview or some combination of those. That are, you're graded on, and then creates a list, and then the top, however many people promote. So. Nice,
1: yeah. nice and this good. is a
2: lateral testing.
0: Lateral transfer, yeah, yeah.
2: Lateral transfer. So,
0: right.
1: Very good. And so, uh, how how are you liking your your new role now?
0: I love it. It's great. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. How how uh, was your was your unit so excited to get you? Because like I said, you're the you're the happiest person in the world. So. I think that and for I the think, most part, yeah. I was going to say, I think yeah. sometimes those guys up there, they get a little grumpy every once in a
2: while. They don't have that that ray of sunshine, but now they no, do. Now so they they probably, do. they're probably a ray of sunshine now. I haven't been down there in a hot minute. But At least I'm they sure. get a
0: case and a smile. So. Exactly.
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so uh, how, many, how many detectives do you have? I have eight right now. Okay. And you say that you're going to have an opening soon, right?
0: Yeah, so it's already posted. Joe Bob Williams is leaving into the month, and so that'll bring me down to seven, and then we'll be back at eight after this testing process.
1: Is that a full unit? Eight or
0: so? We at some point there was nine in the unit, but our official number right now is eight, so that'll be a full unit. Okay,
2: yeah. okay, very good. I'm sure is you that wish. yeah, is out of all the different units, is is eight roughly around how many detectives you have in each unit, or is that that one the most? Maybe because there's the most.
0: Yeah, I guess so. to explain it, CID is broken down into three sections. We have the Theft Miscellaneous Unit, the Burglary and Auto Theft Unit, and then ours, Assault and Financial Crimes. We're all allocated eight people. Right now, currently, due to staffing issues, we're only filling one position. Um, we'll be a total of four short though. in
2: our units. Oh, wow. so. yeah.
1: Right. I was going to say, out of all the units we've talked to, usually they've got five, four, I've never heard eight before. That's a pretty big number, so that's good. Um, what kind of crimes do you guys investigate?
0: So we do any assault of offenses. We do unlawful carrying of weapons. We do deadly conducts, terroristic threats, stalkings, um, any fraud offense, any, you know, any financial crime um, that includes like credit card abuse, debit card abuse, things of that nature, and then any assault of offense that's not a family violence, including shootings usually. So. Oh,
1: wow. Well. Is there uh, an incident or cases that you guys usually work more than others, or does it kind of fluctuate always?
0: It fluctuates, but um, I would say that assault of crimes and financial crimes are both on the rise, especially since COVID. And we have people that have you know been at home, and they find a way to scam online instead of you know doing typical burglaries or thefts that they were out and about doing in the past. So both of the caseloads that we work are both up over the last couple of years.
2: So. Really? So, we, so crimes that would happen, like on the computer or something, if they got their information, would would the financial unit? Would y'all do those? We do, yes. Okay, yeah. so now,
1: okay, now we we found the unit. We that found does the the <laughs> <laughs> this is the unit you're looking for. <laughs> and so, how? Uh, it's so easy. I want to talk about those those financial crimes for a bit. It's so easy to, to fall victim to that. Absolutely. I kind of feel like I did recently fall victim to that, too. But Like I did as well? It was only I mean, $40. For it was only $40. Yeah. So. so, I mean, it
2: happens. Like, even to the, yeah. the best of us, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it does mm-hmm. happen. I,
1: I did tell you not to click that link. Y-
2: mm-hmm. You did. You did. So I, I'm even guilty of it. I will admit I uh, I was guilty of it. It was a, mm-hmm. an email from Amazon, and it looked legit and uh i was wrong i was wrong oh, yeah so because i was expecting an order <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: we all are always expecting yeah order so that's what i'm fine. saying <laughs> hey if
2: you have fallen you know fallen victim you know don't it's it happens to all of us you know we just we learn from it mm-hmm. and luckily we have good detectives here that can uh can yeah. help us
0: the main thing is let's document it right so so we can know how many of these are out there and how many of these are coming from so come make a report go online make a report we have an online reporting system through the city that's phenomenal really and
2: do that i so say so would that probably be the easiest thing to do let's say i mean like in, in my instance or whatnot where it was you know something smaller or sierra's where it was 40 dollars, just to go online and make an online report but that way it tracks it for y'all so y'all kind of know how many of these yeah, things sure. are happening absolutely yeah.
1: yeah and a lot of times too people will message us on facebook and say oh i've been scammed out of this much money and i'm like oh, go online and report it or you can call or come to yeah, and, absolutely. And yeah, if you want to come in person,
0: you can come in person, and we can mm-hmm. take your report over face to face. Yeah,
1: well, like you say, the documentation is really important for those people to make sure they have to show that they got got scammed because these these crimes are also kind of hard to arrest on, right?
0: Yeah, a lot of times they're coming from overseas or you know out of out of state, out of country, mm-hmm. and uh, it can be very difficult on follow up. So.
1: Right, right, and usually if they're out of the country, there's can't can't yeah. arrest him. yeah
0: the good thing is a lot of banks now have, even like the the scam where you go and buy gift cards and they get your gift cards a lot of a lot of companies now are credit cards are refunding the, the people money if there's a police report so oh, that's nice. you make a police report and say hey, you're out five hundred dollars and a lot of times you can get reimbursed and um, I mean it's still unfortunate but yeah.
2: yeah yeah so you may not you know like you said the probability of maybe catching especially the ones overseas is very low but at least you can get your money back and then learn
1: yeah. Right, right. What kind of documentation should people have or, or helps the investigation?
0: So, the transfer, however, they transferred the money, if they bought gift cards, the receipts from the gift cards, uh, any phone numbers, anything like they, that they communicated with, or email addresses that they communicated with are all
2: helpful. Okay. Even if, like, because I know a lot of times now people are spoofing numbers. So, even if it's a spoof number, I mean, is that phone number help or?
0: Yeah, so through subpoena, we can usually figure out where it, where it, came, where it originated from. So.
2: Okay.
1: okay. Do you guys know how many? Um, Incidents you've investigated in 2022. In
0: 2022, we had 2,508 cases, and that's split amongst eight detectives.
2: I mean, so I can't do the math real hold fast, on. but I have a calculator. I was sixing to say that 2, is 2,500 a lot. 2,508
0: cases. cases, and then so so just for perspective, in 2018 we had 1,950, and so oh we, we've exponentially gone up from 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021, and now that's
2: 312.
0: Detective. For, for Her a whole
2: detective for a whole year. That is a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. That is uh, almost a case a day. Yeah.
0: It's actually more than that working days.
2: So oh, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, that's cause including weekends. That's including yeah. weekends and holidays and. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. Six so you figure days? with. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean. Oh,
1: my goodness. Wow. So, how. Uh, I want to talk about that for a little bit because people report their cases, right? And a lot of times, obviously. Most of the time, you can't make an arrest within an hour, right? Right. And so people get a little antsy and they want updates and they want, you know, uh, an outcome of the report. And so this is a great example to just remind people that our detectives are working a lot. A lot, (laughs) yes.
0: Yeah, so the thing that people, I think, perspective-wise need to realize is that this may only happen once in their lifetime, but it's happening to everyone Constantly. I mean, it's happening a lot. We're getting a huge volume of cases. And um, if we're not getting back to you immediately, then we will. It's just we're inundated right at that moment.
1: Right. So So what is something that people could do to maybe minimize them of becoming a victim? It's easier to say, you know, as far as financial crimes go. Assault is a little bit different because it's, you know, on a case-by-case basis. But with financial crimes, I feel like it's easier to maybe fact check before you fall victim.
0: Yeah, I think one of the big things is a legitimate company is never going to ask you to go buy iTunes gift cards or Google Play gift cards. So if someone's doing that immediately, they're a scammer 100%. Um, a legitimate business is never going to have you go to a Bitcoin ATM and wire them a Bitcoin wallet mu- wallet transaction. They're never going to have that happen. Mm-hmm. So if that's happening, you're being scammed by that person. Almost, I would say, unequivocally. So
1: Yeah.
2: Do y'all also get the... Because we hear about... Um, People calling and pretending to be law enforcement um, and saying that they have a warrant. If they don't pay this this amount right away, then they'll come pick up for your warrant. Do you also get those cases? Sure, yeah,
0: we get those as well. Are those very?
2: I mean, because we've heard about those happening Mm -hmm. here with you know Waco, McLennan County, SO, and stuff. And and one we would never we would never do that. So if you've had that happen, that's uh, definitely a scam. But you know, so that's other stuff that to kind of be aware of, wouldn't you say?
0: Absolutely, yeah. And another thing, too, is IRS season, you're going to have the IRS fake fake calls from the IRS saying that you owe them money and pay them money. Um, the IRS isn't going to call you like that. And if they do, you need to call back the IRS number, not the number that they're giving you. And the same with credit card frauds. If you're getting, you know, phone messages from your credit card company that they can, hey, save you money, do this, do that, they're just usually phishing for information. And so if you need to call your credit card company, call the number on the back of your card or call a number that you know to be your legitimate credit card company.
1: Right, right is the it is tax season. You just reminded me of that. It is, yes.
2: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so is this usually the time where that that uptick you guys see I'm sure the holidays as well. We talk a lot about crimes increased during the holidays, but is this for you guys the busy season?
0: Well, I would say the summer is our busy season cuz kids are out of school and there's a lot of gun violence and that as far as the, the gun violence go. Yeah. for yeah. financial crimes definitely around the holidays there's huge scams around the holidays and people are more giving around the holidays too so they're you know if you call and say your friend needs money then you're more apt to give them money um this time of year there's a lot of irs scams that, that go on so um from now until really end of april they'll be mm. doing fake calls and saying you owe the money and they'll work deal with you for Usually they use gift cards as that or Bitcoin ATM, so if those are happening, IRS does not use either one of those methods. So.
1: Right, right. And you said something important as we kind of move over to the assault side, and we've definitely talked about this on our podcast before Chief has talked about this, but you said that sometimes the assault crimes kind of increase when the kids are out of school. Uh, whether they are the victims or possibly the suspects, um, we are seeing an increase in, like, those younger kids being suspects right is that is that what you're seeing in your guys's cases as well yeah
0: absolutely I mean we have, we have unfortunately we have kids shooting at kids and kids shooting kids so I mean it's it's daily that we have people under 18 that are involved in these you know in these shootings and these big fights so
1: right right and any of those cases and and investigations I mean that's hard on the detective but how how much more impact is it when you guys see that it's it's a younger kid that's that's committing the crime I
0: mean, it's a lot harder. And it's definitely sadder to see. I mean, to see these young kids that have been either failed through parenting or failed by the system some in some way, to where they're out there feeling that their only answer is to is gun violence and you know drug trafficking, whatever. So
1: right, and JD, that's where where your unit comes in. I feel too. And yeah, we try and much?
2: yeah. I mean, all our departments we really work together. Um, I know specifically my unit, we try and get on the prevention side of it. Uh, an intervention side of it and just try and, you know, get out and, you know, get out into the community with different events and kind of talk to these kids. And alumni. know that there's different outlets. Um, that's why we have a lot of our events that we do, like the the CO, uh, which is actually coming up, Community Opportunity Event, um, to kind of give these kids different resources and outlets. And we also try and, you know, reach out to the community um, and have community members, you know, as far as, um, you know, we talk about violence interrupters and stuff. But having everybody just get involved because it's not just one It's not just the, you know, assault financial crimes, you know, job to solve these. It's not just neighborhood engagement, you know, job to solve this. It's not just the parents' job. Like, we've all got to work together um, and hopefully bring this down. But we do see that we have a problem. Um, But we're working very hard to to fix it. And, I mean, you know, we're seeing a decrease, and that's that's good. So something that we're doing, working all together, uh, does work well.
1: You as a sergeant, and we're on the streets and now dealing with these, or working with these detectives and having to work the investigations with these younger kids, seeing these other units put on these events and kind of prevention, intervention, intervention. Ex- you know, just so much information and and support being poured out into the community. Do you guys feel that that could help? I know
0: absolutely, it's yeah. And I think a lot of times that people are just scared to scared to talk to police in general. And so having, you know, hey, this person JD is for I'm familiar with JD, so I can talk to talk to her. I can talk to you know whomever. Having a contact that they can trust is very important at the PD. And so uh, I think it's invaluable to have these community assets that we have.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think that that even goes to other organizations in the community too that partner with us and and try and help kind of change these these paths for these kids' lives. Absolutely, yeah, super important. Um, Well, I want you to, you know, brag on your unit a little bit because you guys do a lot of great work. And I know they come to me a lot for either um, wanted individuals if we post on our Facebook page. So were there any notable arrests or or investigations that you guys completed last year that you think would be important to talk about?
0: Yeah, sure. So like uh, the Barron Branch shooting, there was two people that were shot at Barron's Branch Apartments. Uh, We did an investigation. We had a lot of community help in that case with social media we uh, made two arrests on that case, and then uh, the shooting at 1,400 LaSalle, we made arrests on that case. Um, part, of, part of the responsibilities that we currently have right now as well is fatal crash investigations, so we did a lot of those as well. Uh, we went on 17 fatal crashes and uh, prosecuted five of those criminally for felony charges. So wow, oh,
1: Wow. Yeah. I feel like last year we did have a lot of fatal crashes that yeah. we were – sending news releases out on and, and going out on. I mer- I remember yeah, there, were, there were
2: quite a few. You said
1: 17 last 17 year? 17
0: that we went out on, yeah. And then uh, a lot of those ended up in felony charges due to intoxication or, or
1: recklessness. Wow. Yeah. wow. Yeah. And but that's just, I mean, that's so sad too. It is sad.
2: But yeah. I mean, it's, it's good to hear that, you know, the charges are being brought and they're making arrests and, and stuff on those, on, on ones that need to be, um, that charges need to be brought upon. So, I mean, that it, it is a sad, sad event, but at least, you know, an, an outcome that, you know, some of them that need to be made. Yeah,
1: I'm sure one thing that you guys also might benefit from is maybe like Crime Stoppers tips. As Absolutely, far as yeah. those sh- those shootings that do happen, kind of randomly. Well, I don't want to say randomly. They're they're usually targeted. they're always usually targeted, or there's an an interpersonal conflict between the two parties that it's happening. But a lot of times when that does happen, or we are are called out to a shooting that it happened. There isn't a lot of people who were on scene willing to come forth, right?
0: Sure, yeah, and a lot of times if you can be anonymous, I think that helps a lot. Just being able to call into our Crime Stoppers and and give an anonymous tip, and sometimes in in some certain cases even get rewards for for giving the tip. So yeah, yeah that's great.
1: Absolutely. And you said that with uh, social media, that's helped in cases as well solve cases.
0: Yeah, we have people all the time tell us like, hey, I just saw this on social media and screen recorded it, and and they'll send it in, and even if they're not related, just seeing it, you know, and, and that's helpful in cases as well. So.
1: Really, really. And I, cause I'm sure as a patrol officer, I know a lot of times and I've been out on scene and as far as, you know, a shooting that had occurred and mm-hmm. they're not really usually willing to talk. Yeah. <laughs>
2: usually right. You know, right on scene. Um, you don't get a lot of people that, you know, they might've been standing around, but of course didn't see anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and that makes it really hard for, you know, for the investigation, um, because we, you know, we, we want to solve this, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tragic event or, or, or whatever, and we, and we want to get to the bottom of it, but unfortunately, you know, the ones that are, that don't want to be forthcoming is, is very difficult on our end, um, and there are some that, you know, may be scared to actually say something and, and talk to the police right on scene, um, but there are other avenues, uh, you can come down to the PD, you can call in, um, crime stoppers, I mean, they're all, all different, different avenues, and it does help, um, um, even if you're out there on scene and be like, look, I did see something. I just don't want to talk to you mm-hmm. right now. Um, we can give you a phone number and, and, and different avenues to talk to. So it, it does help the right. investigation. But, yes, right. there are many times out on scene where a lot of people just don't want to talk or are scared to talk mm-hmm. um, on, an, on an instance. But there have been cases. Um, I know one where someone was like, hey, I won't talk to you here, but I'll meet you three blocks down the road and talk to you there. So, I mean, th- those are different avenues that you can do. The officer's always willing to work. Uh, to work with you
1: yeah I mean Sarge talk about how important it is that community you know involvement or willingness is because I feel like a lot of times too they think well you're the police you're gonna figure it out you know you have all the the tools and you know I was like well we can't wave a magic wand either yeah
0: yeah I mean a lot of the times it's it's the smallest things that help us solve a case you know you saw something that's unique about this individual or about their car even you know a, a bumper sticker on a car a lot of times will help us solve a case so anything you have I mean don't be afraid to contact us and tell us even if it's even if you feel it's minor it might be crucial to the case and solving the case. So.
1: Yeah. so how can the community continue to help your unit out?
0: I mean they can they can call in and ask for the detective sign of the case and and just give us the information and they can pass it on to me as well and I can pass it down to them uh, just contact us and, and let us know.
1: Does your unit, because I know the Waco Police Department, we do have a Criminal Investigations Division Facebook page, right? And do you guys use that?
0: We do, yeah. So if we have a, a good picture of a, of a suspect or an involved person, uh, we'll post it on there and they can follow that page and help us out.
1: Yeah, I feel a lot of times there's some pretty good feedback with that Facebook page as far as when y'all post. Yeah,
0: real good interaction, yeah. There's a lot of people even from in the community and even from outside the community that follow it, so it's it's, it is very helpful.
2: That's and that's something that, I mean, a lot of people may not know, because, I mean, I recently just learned that you'll have your own Facebook page, so it's not the actual Waco PD right. page. It's a different... Uh, it is a
1: different page. I think it's called Waco Police Department Criminal Investigations Division. Absolutely. Yeah. I believe that is, that is the title. And just, I mean, just the reason for that is because they post a lot. I mean, just in his unit, they had... 2,508 cases a year. <laughs> so, if I were to post on our normal Waco Police Department page, I mean, it would just get it, a lot of things would get lost, especially when it comes to, you know, what I post versus what y'all post. And so, it's easier to have those those separate, separate. pages. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So, yeah, that's awesome. Um, well, I always like to, to ask this question, um, but is there mm-hmm. a, a misconception of the profession or stereotype? That you always like to, you know, remind the community of, or change when you're out in the community.
0: I think sometimes that they get the, imp- the community gets the impression that we don't care, or that we're, you're just another case. But we really do care, and we genuinely want to do well on your case and and take care of you and treat you treat you treat you right, and make sure that we're doing you justice, basically. Um, so I, I think that I think that's the biggest misconception that I see personally that we don't care, but we. We do, and uh, on the call that we go on, we're going to care. We're going to care taking your report. We're going to care doing the follow-up as well, so um, we just ask the same in return. You know, if you see something, say something. Yeah
1: yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's really important to talk about, too, though, because our detectives, our officers, we all do care, and I think a lot of times, too, is is the community maybe forgets as well what our officers and detectives have to look through and watch and, and see, because there's some just some i mean horrible things that our officers have to go through to to solve a case and so yeah. it's hard sometimes
0: yeah and i mean and going through it's hard as well so i mean both sides can can experience trauma trauma comes in all forms and all sizes so um, yeah i think it i
1: think it's important yeah and i know too like when detectives hit a dead end on a case they get mad. <laughs> they it get can mad. be frustrating. It <laughs> can they be get frustrating and yeah. upset, yeah. And especially if you
0: put a lot of time into it, and then it just ends up going, you know, like an out-of-country type thing where right. you've done a lot of search warrants, done a lot of subpoenas, have all these records, mm-hmm. hundreds of pages you've gone through, and then you can't do anything. Because yeah.
2: And I think I could speak for the officer side on that, too. You know, when officers go out and take a call, um, they genuinely care about the call. And even there are some officers that reach out to the detectives that want to know, like, the follow-up of that mm-hmm. call. So... Um, I definitely can add, t- add to that, you know, um, every side of the department does care about your call. It's not just another call, um, even though officers may have, you know, seven, eight, nine calls in their shift, you know, they care about each one and there are some that they reach out to and want to know how they, um, how it ended up or how the follow-up or stuff like that. So mm-hmm. definitely can yeah. attest to that.
1: Yeah. Well, Sarge, anything else about the Assault Financial Unit that you think is important to talk about or that the community should know?
0: I think we covered it. I mean, I Appreciate appreciate you yeah. having me on. Yeah. Uh, one thing, we are hiring at the Waco Police Department. Yeah, so we yeah. are hiring. Put in, <laughs> right. put in your application, get us some more people. Uh, yeah, we, yeah. Need good, we need go, good people. Go so. work
2: for Sergeant McAllister <laughs> over here in <laughs> Assault Financial yeah. crime We're
0: hiring too, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yes, we are hiring. We are also trying to hire more female officers, 30 by 30. Uh, Chief is a big supporter, and our department's a big supporter in that, trying to get 30% of law enforcement um, uh, women Thirty percent of of women, females, females in law enforcement. By, I would switch the two words around. Yeah, by, by twenty thirty.
2: Twenty thirty. Yeah,
1: and I think we're at sixteen percent right now.
2: Oh, we, so we're over halfway. Mm-hmm. We're doing we're good. We're halfway. That's so, but good. yeah, we are hiring. If you want to come be a part of our amazing department, yeah, um,
1: yeah, Sarge. What? How would you convince someone to ha- to apply for the job? How would you convince him? He's just a
2: ray of sunshine. I That's know, how you right? convince That's him. You Look at
1: you, you can work
0: him. with me every day. I <laughs> no. was just say. <laughs> yeah. So I mean. You know, whenever I was looking for a job, I was looking for something that's going to be here forever, something that's reliable and something that has good retirement. So, uh, I mean, I think it checks all the boxes. And if you have a desire to help people, what better way to do it than being in law enforcement? Exactly. absolutely. Uh, to do it every day.
1: One thing that we didn't mention... Uh, which I think is really cool is that your your wife also works. She yeah, does. Yeah. And she was on She, was, the, on your she was on the podcast before. Yes. Oh. That was when we yeah. had our crime stats episode with Brett and Angie. And that's really cool. So, did she start after you started?
0: She did about three years after I did. Okay. Good. I snatched her up immediately. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so you say she's a good catch. Yep, she's she's a good it. one. Oh, yeah. She's good. That's awesome. So, well, very cool. That's awesome. Um, that was just a fun fact I wanted to mention Yeah, just to, you know, it's kind of cool to connect the dots from those who've been listening and, and things like that to kind of show. So So if you,
2: then you have to go back and and watch that episode if, if you miss that one. Exactly. yeah. Yeah.
1: We talk all about the, uh, uh, I can't even. My gosh. Crime analysts. Thank you, crime analysts. I was like, we're not called <laughs> crime statisticians.
0: <laughs> crime statisticians. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Crime
1: statisticians. Oh, I'm gonna start <laughs> using that. <laughs> yeah, it's all about the crime analysts and uh, those lovely reports that we see on our website every month, every quarter, every year. Uh, it's all done by them. So. All yeah, they do all awesome work. Yeah, all yeah. of the all of the investigations that y'all have to do. They generate all those twenty five hundred <laughs> of them. Yes, into yes. numbers
2: and broken down, which is really cool. If you haven't gone uh, on the website and looked at those stats, it really does break down um, each of those those crimes um, and into and numbers into neighborhoods. So it's and then like percentage from the previous year to this year. So if you haven't got a chance to go online and look at it, it's actually really interesting. Mm-hmm.
1: And even so. though even though your investigations may have gone up a bit, our our crime has gone down overall. In the year it has. Yeah. so, so it's good, good to
2: see the green
1: yes it's good to see the green So that's okay. a good thing well thank you sergeant mcallister yeah. All right, y'all have a great day for Thanks joining for us we appreciate it and i'm sierra shipley the public information officer for the waco police department
2: and i'm officer Janae draper with the neighborhood engagement team
1: have a great day waco
2: waco pd
0: on the beat the heartbeat serving you